The Yesterday and Today podcast is a fan-made, not-for-profit, just-for-fun compilation of chronological source materials as they pertain to the Beatles. The show is in no way affiliated with Apple Corps, nor any organization connected to John, Paul, George, or Ringo in any way, though we do consider ourselves premier members of the Bungalow Bill fan club. So kick back, turn off your mind, relax, and download the stream. We hope you will enjoy the show. Yesterday and Today, Episode 46, December the 11th, 1970, through December 31st, 1970. On the same day, December 11, 1970, Apple releases Yoko Ono Plastic Ono Band with the same cover. Except it is John, not Yoko, sitting up against the tree, as opposed to John's album where Yoko is sitting up against the tree. Nobody knows. There's a point in the on the first song on, on Yoko's track where the guitar comes in, and even Yoko thought it was her voice.
We did all the Yokos in one night. Mm. A whole session. It was just fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Except for the Ornette. There's a track with Ornette Coleman that, that was from the past that we put on to show people that she's be, she didn't wasn't discovered by the Beatles and that she's been around a few years. Yeah. I, well, I'll play it and talk about it later. We've got stuff of her with Cage, Ornette Coleman, everywhere. We're putting out, we're going to put Oldies but Goldies out next for Yoko. With the exception of the snippet piece we have just heard called AOS, the album used the same musicians and production team as John's LP. Could they tape it and I'll listen to it later? The Yoko Ono Plastic Ono Band album was released to considerable critical disdain. It failed to chart in the UK but did reach 182 in the US. After the release of both Plastic Ono Band albums, John and Yoko fly to New York City and take up temporary residence at New York's Greenwich Village. On December 13th, John gives an interview to American radio station WABC's DJ Howard Smith. Twelve, you know. I used to think, I must be a genius, but nobody's noticed. <laughs> and I thought, well, I'm a genius or I'm mad? Which is it? I, I said, I can't be mad because nobody's put me away, therefore I'm a genius. I mean, genius is a form of madness, and we're all that way, you know. But I used to be a bit coy about it, like my guitar playing, you know. Uh, if there's such a thing as genius, which is just what? I am one, you know, <laughs> and if there isn't, I don't care, you know. But I used to think when I was a kid, you know, writing me poetry and doing me paintings. I didn't become something when the Beatles made it or when you heard about me. I've been like this all my life. Genius is pain, too. The next day, on December 14th in New York, John and Yoko begin filming their latest adventure in Cinema Verte, a new movie entitled yeah, Up Your Legs Forever. Hi, right, were you called today by somebody from my place, my office? Yeah. Are you, any of you going to be coming? To the, to, no, it's today, too. It's tonight. They're still filming. You want to come up and be in the movie? Oh, well, it's John and Yoko. And a whole lot of other people have been here all day, in and out. Whoa, there's Tony behind the bar. There's Tony behind the bar. Danny, this is Tom. Now, listen to me. I'm down here with uh, at this place now with uh, Yoko and John Lennon. Uh, uh, Lennon and the Beatles. And they're doing a movie. You got anybody down here who wants to go for anything? The film is shot well, with a parade of male and female volunteers pausing to take a stand on the podium with their bare bottoms faced towards a color 16mm camera.
Assisting in this production is May Pang, an employee of Alan Klein's who is based at his APCO offices in Broadway, New York. Production assistant Bill Holderwith, Andy Burke, Mike Gassman, Dick Ward, Madeline Landers, Paul Mosian, Jeff Hewitt, Lindsay Narcota, Tom Balasari, and May Pang. And thanks to Jonas and Adolphus Mikus and everyone who gave their legs for peace. On December 16th, while still at their Greenwich Village apartment, John composes a couple of new songs. Friday, December 18th, Apple Records released to paid members of the Beatles fan club the Beatles Christmas album, From Then to You. The disc features the seven Beatles flexi-disc records released to its members between 1963 and 1969. Now you lads, have you just shout Happy Christmas over this tape? Hey? Happy Christmas? Yeah. Got one, two, three. Happy Christmas. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Happy Christmas. For the Christmas sale rush, Apple Records released the album No Dice by Badfinger, and it was produced by Beatle roadie Mal Evans.
The band Badfinger had captured the Beatles' sound, and the critics had heralded them as a suitable replacement for the Beatles. Back in New York in a top-floor loft in a derelict building on the Bowery, John and Yoko conduct auditions for another film. This one is titled Fly. The auditions are held on December 19th and 20th with the film to start on the 21st and end on the 22nd. Actresses are requested to lie motionless while a fly crawls over their naked body. It's like a diary, you know, it's about a woman who's naked and who's lying down and uh, and fly, fly sort of uh, crawling over her body and later it becomes, gradually becomes four and five flies all crawling over her body and the message is like, you know, uh, there's lots of things in it and all sorts of level of understanding, I'm sure, but it has something to do with, you know, a life of a woman who is more like taking it rather than, you know, doing it positively. The flies crawling over you and just taking it, you know. Passive woman. Mm. On Christmas Eve, to avoid any problems with overstaying their welcome, John and Yoko return to England to celebrate Christmas at home. Greetings from Ascot, from the home of John and Yoko. John and Yoko want to say Merry Christmas. December 26th. My Sweet Lord by George Harrison is the top single record in America, and his new three record set reaches the top spot on the album charts. Alan Clyde. I was going to put out a single after we got everything done, and George wanted My Sweet Lord. And although I was nervous, and so was Spectre, we went with him. I did because he, he has to make the decision. That's why I'm saying instinctively knowing. John Lennon felt that that was the best record also. I wasn't, I don't think in terms of records, unfortunately, I think in terms of best song, you know. Um, and so it went out. Uh, I was betting on the other side. I was wrong, which really is relevant to the question of an artist really knowing what's best. You know, he really does. Also on that day in the UK... Melody Maker newspaper reports that the Beatles are searching for a new bass player to replace Paul. Klaus Foreman is reportedly on a short list of three candidates. On Monday, December 28th, Apple Records released the single Mother in America. The B-side is a song called Why. It's from the Yoko Ono Plastic Ono Band album. 
Also on December 28th, the Beatles film A Hard Day's Night receives its British television premiere on BBC One. John and Yoko watch the film at their Ascot estate, and Lennon gets inspired to write a song called I'm the Greatest. He records a demo of the tune the next day. Feeling nostalgic, John then records his song Help. When I was younger, so much younger than today, never needed anybody's help in any way. But now these days are gone, I'm not so insecure. Now I find I've changed my mind. of nostalgia, John remembers the Vietnam War protests of the 1960s and puts to tape another new tune. In 1970 came to a close, Paul McCartney, who had been in the middle of his new studio recording project, had left New York and had taken his studio tapes back with him to London for further mixing.
be so sorry, Uncle Albert. Yes, we're sorry, cause we caused you any pain. We're so sorry, Uncle Albert. There's no one left home and I'll be there. recorded 20 new songs with Denny Sywell, Hugh McCracken, and Milt Hinton. McCartney contemplated releasing a new LP before the end of the year, but after hearing George's album, it is rumored that he was so impressed that he re-recorded some of the songs and reproduced the rest, and held off the release. Ringo, meanwhile, was taking a break from recording and spent the holidays with friends. He did manage to reflect on his old bandmates and share his perspective of early 1970. As brothers, and as every, any family, we had good days and bad days. So when we'd split up, it, it seemed the three of us at one point were fighting Paul because he wanted one thing and we wanted another, which is his right. I didn't particularly enjoy being sued by him, but there was nothing else he could do. So things were a bit strained, but they've all worked out since. And we were all writing our songs and doing whatever we did. And I happened to start writing this song about my friends called Early 1970. And I just sort of literally put my thoughts down about, you know, what was happening with the boys. And, that, you know, George was in the garden with his long-legged lady picking daisies for his soup. 
and Paul at his farm. And I thought I was being brilliant. He has no cows, but he sure has a whole lot of sheep. <laughs> so I thought that was one of my tricky lines. And John was in bed screaming, because that's what he was doing at the time. But if you listen to the record, it says, George will come to town to play with me. And I'm sure John, if he was around, would play with me. And I had about Paul, where I think, I hope he's going to play with me. So I was just a bit insecure about Paul at the time when we wrote that. Lives on the farm, got plenty of charm, beep, beep. He's got no cows, but he sure got a whole lot of sheep. A brand new wife and a family. And when he comes to town, I wonder if he'll play with me. Laying in bed, watching TV, cocky. With his mama by his side. They screamed and they cried, now they're free And when it comes to town, I know he's gonna play with me He's a long-haired, cross-legged guitar picker His long-legged lady in the garden picking daisies for his soup a 40-acre house he doesn't see Cause he's always in town playing for you with me By the end of 1970, there were solo albums by Paul, Ringo, George and John, as well as the last Let It Be Beatles. Paul, having had enough of the discussions and arguments, decided to all intents and purposes that the group was finished. To make it official, he filed a court suit which demanded dissolution of the Beatles. Very against the, Beatles. the press release was in the McCartney album. It was album. in the McCartney album, yeah. This is the thing that he prepared to send out to the album that went out to all the nationals. It's not as bad as it seems, you know. He doesn't know whether it's temporary or permanent. That's the truth. Is anybody coming to read the statement now or anything else? No, this is the only statement. He'd had enough. It could be a rebirth or a death. It'd probably be a rebirth for all of us. This is really terrible. Well, anything left of Apple, Beatles or anything? The Beatles are going to go on until they die, you know? Yes. Contractually, they have to, and I think emotionally, they'd all wanted to. They've never argued about money. Paul McCartney decided. He wants to find out who he is himself and whether he can do what he wants to do. Looking back on it, you can see there's no way we can continue. 
That was probably the worst, most difficult decision of my whole life. I thought, I love these guys, but I've got to get out of this. On December 31st, 1970, Paul McCartney starts high court proceedings to end the Beatles' partnership. He issues a writ seeking a declaration that the partnership, the Beatles and Company, formed in April 1967, ought to be dissolved and a receiver be appointed. Paul McCartney made a rare public appearance in a London court to demand the dissolution of the Beatles' partnership, which made the four workers' sons from Liverpool into millionaires, members of the British Empire, and gurus or even demigods to millions of people. It all started in 1962 with the release of Love Me Do and went on through an unprecedented series of 22 smash single records, 12 equally successful albums, and 13 extended play records. McCartney, with his American wife, Linda, sat in the front row of the courtroom as his lawyer asked that the partnership be ended. As British legal tradition demands, both judge and barristers wore black robes and powdered white wigs and spoke the rigid, stilted language of the courts, a language as old as English common law itself. And it was very difficult to realize that they were deciding the fate of one of the most colorful enterprises of recent times. This is John Donnelly in London. And so, goodbye 1970, and goodbye Beatles. We'll miss you both. Art Markaloon in London. And that was the year that was, 1970. The year the music died. Something touched me deep inside the day. The music died. Well, this is Ringo. Everyone seems to have said everything here, so I'll just sign off by saying cheerio and best of luck from the Beatles. Contact the show, visit yesterdayandtodaypodcast.wordpress.com or email at yesterdayandtodaypodcast at gmail.com. Also visit at yesterdaypod on Twitter and search Yesterday and Today Podcast on Facebook. See you next time. Paul Kaminsky. I'm James Kaminsky. And I'm Wayne Kaminsky. And we bring you the Kaminsky family of podcasts Yesterday and Today and the Third Men podcast. You might know me from one of those dumb voices I do, or my dad (laughs) from his better show than ours. (laughs) Wow. And we're here to tell you about some cool merchandise you can pick up for the show's As we mentioned in each episode, we do not in any way profit from these shows whatsoever, but to break even on some expenses, we have put up some cool merch that you can pick up to help support the show. Yes, some fun apparel, things you can put on yourself. Are we going to be selling Marks and Spence underwear? (laughs) Don't worry, we will. (laughs) 
You can head to our social media pages. That's facebook.com slash yesterday and today podcast or facebook.com slash third men. Or you could head to society com slash Kaminsky family podcast. That's society, the number six dot com slash K-A-M-I-N-S-K-I family podcasts. Yeah, keep our lights on. I'm in the dark. Dad, any words of wisdom? Hello? The lights just went out. (laughs) Guys, we need your help. (laughs) Buy stuff. Perhaps a coffee mug that you can enjoy a beverage out of while listening to our shows. And if you haven't got yours, please send forth in and get a free one. All right. (laughs) Thank you, Dad. All right. We'll see you on the podcast, folks. Bye. It's audio. You can't see me. Thank you.